0: The Mettis Tech Show. Welcome to the Mettis Tech Show, a show for HVAC professionals by HVAC professionals. The Mettis Tech, Tech Show. show.
1: It's so busy.
0: I love Neapolitan.
2: I can't do Neapolitan. You can't? Why? I got I to have one flavor. I got to stick That's with it. That's it. I can mm-hmm. have stuff in it. But okay. I can't,
3: I can't split it three ways.
0: All
2: right. I just can't
3: do it. Yeah.
0: Can yeah. anybody's. I'm
2: chime
3: boring. In? I just like vanilla. That's it. Yeah. I'm, I only have one kind of pizza, one kind of ice cream, you know. It's, but I do add some stuff to it once in a while.
1: All right. And uh, let's say you. I'm with Mister Dorsey. Um, The chocolate overpowers the the vanilla and the strawberry, and it just it tastes really weird. I prefer Rocky Road.
0: Oh, you're a whole bunch of wimps.
1: (laughs) Butter pecan, Rocky Road, those are my two. Just think about
0: it. You're getting three tastes, three flavors in the It's just three for one, though, right? Three Three for for one. one. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) <laughs> Would you mix?
1: What do you mix? Pepsi and Coke and RC together? Uh,
0: no, I mean, no, but that's thing. different. That's different. Don't don't Co- don't mess my style. No, be Coke and Sprite and root beer. <laughs> oh, that'd be, uh, there you go. Yeah, be terrible. That's probably Neapolitan right. soda. Yeah. So welcome to the metas Podcast, Meadows Tech Show. With um, with today we have the pleasure of having Dwayne Barkley, Sean Dorsey, and Sean house Sure. Sean Dorsey, you are a – tell us about what you do. I'm a tech support person for Applied Product Solutions
2: out of Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm a member of the DSG program, Diamond Service Group. And that's why you're here now? That's why I'm here. We're here learning things about uh, all things technical.
0: All right. So how would your
2: customers contact you? Uh, The easiest way is to get a hold of us at our website. It's www.apsrep.com. Dot com,
0: APSREP.com, So there you have it. And that way they're, they'll find you there, yeah, and I'm sure they a, can reach you some way. Their phone number's on there, emails, things like that. Awesome. Great. Thank you, Sean. Great. Right. Thank you. All right. So we, this is going to be a powerhouse. So I've got three guys <laughs> with a much bigger brain than I do. So we'll see how this goes. But the topic is going to be data collection through the USB port on the R2 series unit. So, gentlemen, um, whoever wants to take off with it, just let us know how, how does that
3: process work? So just to start out, they'll be at the end generation, right? It's the newer product that has come out here in the last couple of years. And that was something that our boards have always been able to store data on the boards. And that data was usually retrievable through a computer running maintenance tool software. So that was an improvement that was made, saying, "Okay, if that data is available, and we don't use maintenance tool, what else? What other options do we have if it's on the board? What can we do to extract that out of there?" So So it's
0: the same data that you would see or record through maintenance
3: tool. Yeah, it's it, and it's a maintenance tool file that you're actually downloading out of that board. So it's made it convenient that you can just plug in that. Um, thumb drive. It's just a little USB thumb drive that they use to plug it in, and you can download data out of that.
0: So walk me through this through the process. I've got a blank uh, USB drive, flash drive, yep. and I plug it in. It's all I got to do is just plug it in. Well, there's a couple things you got to make sure. I don't think it works while the system's running. Okay.
2: So and if it, these are R2 and Y series city multi, um, you'll want to send a stop command. Make sure the units aren't running it's still powered up and then go to the oc if it's a twin system okay if you try this on the os you're not going to get any data or errors out
0: you so just,
2: sean what would
0: qualify yeah. the O C S D O C? the oc
2: it's going to be the lowest number address okay so if it's fifty-one, fifty-two, it's 51 okay okay so you plug your usb stick in there there's a little red button on the board next to the port hold it in for about 10 or 15 seconds it'll uh the little display will start to reboot Keep holding it in. Wait until it says USB. You have to wait for that. Gotcha. Okay. Because the guys will let go too soon, and all that does is reset the board and it starts it but up. again. But you got to store over again. Yeah. So wait till it says USB. Let go of the red button. Give it a second. Push it one more time momentarily. Then it starts counting. Zero, one, two, three. All the way up to 99. It takes about five minutes. Is that how long it takes? Yeah, about about five minutes. And then it will say, what does it say? End? I think it says it end. It says the end. Yeah. yeah. Then you're done. You can pull the flash drive out, push that button in for another three or four seconds, board reboots, turn the system back on,
0: and you've got the file on that USB stick. And that's assuming that everything will work out. Are there any errors that may happen in between? You could. Uh, if you put too large of a USB stick in there, okay. I
2: think 8 gig might be the max, maybe only four. These are, These are older USB standards, so you put a really big flash drive in there, it's not going to like it. So, so eight, you want eight, to keep it between five and eight, or yeah. eight being the maximum? I, th- I think eight's the biggest okay. I've tried, and it seems to work fine. Okay. So. Uh, and, and if there's a problem, it will give you, it'll say like ERR4, ERR1, okay. something like that. Just
0: try again. Or it could be the way the flash drive is formatted. It's hard to say. So, after end is displayed, Sean, can you tell us what to do after
1: that? Um, after end is displayed, you, yes. you unplug. USB, okay, and you can plug the USB into your PC, and then retrieve the file, okay. Um, and the file is is in a format usually called all capitals M N T, as in short for maintenance tool, and three numbers. Generally, the lowest number, so you can pull multiple files if you've got a large site. Um, and what happens is is each recording from each O. OC goes up in sequence. So it'd be M M M N T zero zero dot M T. And and then the next one would be zero zero one zero zero two and so forth. The thing you got to realize is that people have a tendency to change the file name like they usually can in maintenance tool. Mm -hmm. If they change that file name from that format, that three M N T, you know, the M N T and the three numbers it can be any three numbers. It doesn't matter. But if it doesn't say .mt, right, and have that complete MNT, three numbers, .mt, it will not pull in okay. to the maintenance tool. That's, that's something you got to remember. Interesting. So if you want to keep track of the systems, what you can do is dump those files in. Remember the number you, in the system you pulled them from and the number it was in order. And then you can dump them in folders but still leave those files with that number format, you could also put the heat pump number in it too to try yeah. to remember. Or the condensing. so you can change the
0: file name as long as you keep, as you keep that the file last extension. The extension,
1: right? Just just the numbers, right? Yeah, but you got to keep the, the the three mnts at the front and the dot mt at the end in that format, or it will not import correctly. The other thing is the USB needs to be FAT32 formatted, and yes. to Sean's point, yeah. it's supposed to be under 8 gigs. I've heard of other people using 64, saying there's no problems, but I wouldn't necessarily do that. Mm-mm. And I won't have a problem meeting the FAT
0: requirement, mm-hmm. because, you know, that's why I like the <laughs> That's maybe. why you like the ice cream. <laughs> you maybe know. you should
1: be handing out <laughs> the thumb drives. Yeah, maybe I should. They should be three different colors.
0: <laughs> so, gentlemen, once I have this file, and I've transferred it or copied it to my
3: laptop, what can I expect from that file? <laughs> hmm. So you've got a lot of operating data, right? One of the things that you the the Mitsubishi the city multi units have is you got pressure recordings, you got temperature recordings of coils, air, refrigerant pipes, so subcooling numbers, superheat numbers, uh, current, how much current compressors are pulling. Uh, DC bus voltage there's there's probably 80 plus pieces of information that we're storing depending on how many indoor units are attached a minimum of probably 80 different pieces and that will be updated every 1 minute in our system okay. so every 1 minute we're monitoring and we're recording all that data and it's just sitting there waiting for somebody to to use that data and where we're, we're going to have the best opportunity to use that data is really in troubleshooting. So if we've had an issue with the unit, man, that data is golden go for back us, right? To get it. we can grab that data, we can look at what's going on, backtrack that thing. It could go as much as a month worth of storage at least on that thing, depending on how many systems are in the in there. So there's a ton of data. Okay. Now. So when,
0: when when we when we um, grab this file from the USB drive on on the board. This is mainly history, correct? It, this is this is back uh, on that, the history the of big, the equipment.
2: That's the biggest advantage that we have with it now is in years past, when something would go wrong, service guy would go out there, he'd hook up his computer, running maintenance tool, get the system going in and see what he can find. Now you've got a recording of what happened when it errored Previously. out. You can pull that out and say, oh, what happened when this, you know, had a problem?
0: Awesome. And I think one of the best things that was done to a maintenance tool was change the graphing to a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, that's easier for me to read than a graph, especially with tight um, um, axis on, on,
1: on the ratings. So, Sean, what what else can I be looking to on this file? Well, so what, one of the challenges we've had um, is the the unit comes defaulted there's two function settings in the outdoor unit Uh, one is 817 and it's it's defaulted in the off position and it's counterintuitive but the 817 should be left off if it's turned on it will stop the recording yeah the other thing that happens naturally is that the unit will stop if 818 is off and it's in that default position so it comes out of the box with 818 off the default position for 818 off means that it, re- it stops recording data after the first error. Oh, wow. Okay. So when what often happens is you go to collect the USB data and it's old mm. and it stopped recording after the first error to prevent the overwrite. But what we normally want to see is the most current data because someone shows up because the problem just happened. It doesn't take yeah. three weeks to a month later. In order to ensure that we have the most current data, it's important to go ahead and turn 818 on at the startup. That way you know if you come back, you get the most current recording, yeah. and it's not old data. Because C- okay. that
2: first error could have happened on the day of startup. If you've got an addressing error, you've yeah. got something Correct. wrong with it, you fixed it, it's up and running. That was three years ago, but that thing hasn't been recording that whole time because nobody
0: knows about this function setting. So I know might installed this a one-minute snapshot. Of mm-hmm. when you're using it is forward information, operational information. Mm-hmm. So, how far back does this file go when you're when you're downloading that uh, that file from the circuit board? I think it depends on how large your system
2: is. There's a yeah. finite
0: amount of memory. Okay.
2: I'm not sure they really define that, but uh, yeah. maybe Dwayne knows. But I've seen him pull up to a month, maybe a little more worth it. Okay.
1: Ad. So it's not years. Like Dwayne said, it was about how much connected systems and components there are. That's so much data. So it can only store about what the factory called 50 megs. But if you have a large refrigeration system, it's a shorter amount of time. So if you have a small, did I not? No. Okay. Okay. You're right. (laughs) I'm good. All right. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Dwayne, do you have anything to add, to, add well, to that?
3: One of the the nice things as Sean alluded to, if you error, if you have an error and that stops that recording, one of the ways that you'll know that, I mean, if, if so you if you hooked up maintenance tool with your laptop, now the newer firmwares on that will show you the status of that recording on that, fr- on that maintenance tool screen. Gotcha. Okay. So it'll be a numerical value of like three or five or six. It'll, and you can just click on that, uh, status and it'll tell you what those numbers mean. So typically we see it at three and that's a good value. We want to see that value at three so it's, we know it's recording. But if for some reason it did stop because of an error, you're going to see a five or a six. Um, I can't think of what the rest of the numbers are, but that would be an indication that it's not been recording. Okay. And then there's a reset process, as Sean alluded to, to get that restarted again. So there's still value in hooking up that computer. Absolutely. If Especially if we're trying to grab data, is the data we're going to get current? That would be a way to tell okay. right off the get-go is hooking up maintenance tool. So
0: if I hear you correctly, uh, as a technician, I, I could hook up maintenance tool and record... Um, some time, for some time. But also you're recommending for me to go ahead and take that file through the USB drive as
1: comparison because I could use it to compare to the new file, correct? So, so something to keep in mind, Juan, is that when you have the converter box recording through the MNET okay. or you're also recording through, say, uh, uh, the central controller, if you have a Diamond yeah. Systems control right. set up to pull data... Um, it will not record on the USB. That's just too much traffic. Good. So, okay. so yeah. any recording you do, if you do your two-hour startup, often you won't see that on the USB because most likely the tech or the DSG was recording data directly to their computer. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so it's only recording the data on the circuit board as long as we're not recording it on the laptop. Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Yes. That's good to know. Yes. See, I, I, that's good to know. Because then whatever data has been recorded by the control board on the engine is not uh, it's not recording it when I have maintenance tool connected to it. But you are recording it on that laptop that is connected. Correct. So you, right. you yeah. have it,
2: right. you're just saving in a different direction. Wow. If you were to go back in history, there might be a gap. It's like, well, I was there for four hours. Where'd yeah. that four hours go? I already saved it. Or yeah. if you didn't save it, it's gone.
1: Yeah. Somebody so, might have saved it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> somebody. Right, yeah. Good luck finding who that would be. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is great because I was thinking whenever I would upload that file to a flash drive, I was thinking of like a unit that was may have been five years old. I thought I was getting five years of information. So, I mean, I'm wrong.
1: We'd need yeah. a lot bigger circuit boards. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. and, and that's good to know. So the limit on the circuit board is what limits the size of the file?
2: Well, whatever RAM chips or whatever st- memory storage they put in there. On the it, circuit board. Yeah,
0: it's not RAM. It's something else.
2: That, you can, it's still there if the power goes out. But Yeah. yeah. yeah the There's non, only so non-volatile volatile, much volatile
1: ROM or some RAM, something like that. It's for RAM. The, it's for the RAM, computer no, guys scam, to figure Scam, whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Well, good. Anything else you guys want to add about that
3: USB port that we should do or shouldn't do? Well, it, it it's really, it, it's the information, right? It's getting information out. And really, I think the benefit of what we're talking about here is saying, hey, these NGN products have got a lot of technology built into them. There's so much of an advantage. And then the technology that's there, many people don't read the manuals on these units to know about that technology, right? So, this ex- what we're talking about here is crucial for troubleshooting these Absolutely. systems. Absolutely. Um, it's made it so much easier that in the olden days, if we kind of step back in time a little bit, prior generations, you had to leave a computer hooked up to these units to record data. So and that's and not been friendly. Problem. Yeah. And yeah. Hope You caught It is
0: right. Yep. Awesome. So you've recorded this data on the flash drive, you put it on your laptop, you upload it to your laptop, and now you've got a file that you can look through. In case for history, as far as... Well, there is one step.
2: Once you get it on your computer, you have to import it into Maintenance Tool. Into Maintenance Tool. And and it's a function of Maintenance Tool.
0: Sean, can you just walk us through that?
2: Yeah. You just start Maintenance Tool in uh, offline analyze mode. Okay. And then there's a little button down at the bottom that says Import. You go find that file, either directly off the USB or off your hard drive, if you moved it over. And just hit Import, and it will bring it in. Now, if it's a large file, it can take 10, 20 minutes... Depends on how much. Oh data wow! Is there. Okay,
0: I'm glad you set that.
2: Yeah. So it don't freak out if it just doesn't automatically Takes a happen. While. It, it, there's a progress bar. Okay. You
0: know. So you can open the file just from the desktop. You've got to import it yeah. into you, maintenance. Tool. Into maintenance tool. Yes. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Remember, if it says fail to import, the name on the file format probably changed. Changed.
3: Yeah. Good, wow. Good word. So you got to protect the file. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In some manner. It's just like maintenance tool in general too. You know, there's many times where we really don't cut and paste things in maintenance tool, right? You're not going to you're going to use ex, ex, export functions and you're going to use import functions on that. When you use that tool, very crucial. Just trying to cut and paste something really is a problem with that with that program, and you can corrupt files. And see that a lot. The guys out. have tried to do that. So you really want to use that import and export function when you're bringing files in or taking them out of that program.
0: And that's something you can do also. You can export it to your desktop and then email it to someone that you want, like a second set of eyes, to look at the data to help you troubleshoot the problem. Yeah,
3: And and that's where you hit a home run right there, Juan, is when we have problems with the product, and if you call the Mitsubishi 800 number or you call your distributor for technical support, That is a valuable resource, right? You can now say, "Hey, Mr. Contractor, we need to see what you what you got going there to really help you." And now, when they give us that file or they forward that file, very good eyes on what's happening with that, and really much more relative to really what's going on on that system. So it's it's big part of technical support, right? To assist the contractors, assist ESGs. What a tool! awesome
0: and that's and i appreciate i mean i know every time I'm a, I'm a technical instructor so every time i have a class i tell them you know getting through it's be a task but once you get through you've got access to the best tech support there is yeah in the nation so all right gentlemen it's been good yeah. anything else you'd like to add well, not a whole lot um sean yeah taos
1: no that, uh I'm at a loss for words. Okay. Well, well, I, I'm still thinking
3: I, of ice I don't cream believe myself. That. I'm sorry, but <laughs> dessert
1: first coming up here. <laughs>
3: can, okay, that, that's one more thing I want to
0: yeah. ask. So the single taste of ice cream. So, Sean, you said vanilla? Oh, no, no. Mine's cherry chocolate chip. Okay, that's oh. what I want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So what's yours going? I said vanilla. You said yeah, vanilla. Yeah,
3: but I could put a little sauce on it. You okay. Know?
0: Uh, sauce meaning well, salsa?
3: Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to throw that oh, one in. <laughs> man. Yeah, a little bacon grease, you know, on the <laughs> Okay. They yeah, do really? That. They do
1: that in Portland. <laughs> yeah. Do oh, they yeah. really? They, they put all sorts of stuff in their ice cream. Chantilly jacks, rosemary. My favorite flavor is rocky road. Okay. So that's it.
0: Mine is coconut. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, and that's pretty much it. I love coconut. It. So. Put anything on it? Yes.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking. Syrup. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, gentlemen. All thank right. you for everything.